bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. If you listen to the show, you know that I've mentioned uh, my mother taking me in the 1970s to the health food store, and I always talk about how everything smelled like cardboard and carob, but there was actually, not the kid's perspective, there was actually some great stuff in there. And I think it was around that time that I first heard of the macrobiotic diet. Now, being a kid, I didn't really delve into it, but I know that my mother would use a lot of whole grains, and she definitely seemed uh, ahead of her time and compared to a lot of the other uh, parents I know or knew and the way the families were eating. So I was really excited when I got the wonderful book, The One Peaceful World Cookbook, Contemporary Whole Food Cooking and Natural Remedies, Over 150 Vegan Macrobiotic Recipes for Vibrant Health and Happiness. And Alex Jack, one of the authors, joins us now. Hi, Alex. Yeah, good good morning, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you on the program. You know, Alex, I mentioned that I heard about macrobiotic, uh, the word macrobiotic, not really knowing much about it back in the 1970s. When did you first uh, come across macrobiotic diets? Well, I started about uh, that time. I've been, uh, I was a student in Boston, and I'd um, become a vegetarian in India when I studied there for a year. And then at graduate school, I um, became involved with the macrobiotic community in Boston, where Michikuchi, the principal teacher or educator, was living. Now, what is macrobiotic for people who aren't familiar? What does it mean exactly? Well, the the word uh, macrobiotics is from the uh, ancient Greek, and the word was coined by Hippocrates, who, as mm. I think most of your listeners know, was the father of medicine. He taught about 2,500 years ago and his uh, proverb was, let food be thy medicine, and thy medicine be food. So he had a uh, dietary-based philosophy of healing, which centered on basically a plant-based diet with whole grains and vegetables. And so that diet um, then became the standard uh, in both uh, East and West for thousands of years as kind of the traditional diet of humanity. And so what we call macrobiotics today is simply um, that traditional diet uh, modified for modern times. So it's it's really uh, grain-based, whole grains and vegetables. How does it differ than a vegan diet? Uh, well, it's, it's essentially a vegan diet. It's just that okay. some macrobiotic friends... Uh, and choose to have a little bit of animal food on occasion, principally fish or seafood, depending on their climate or environment. But I would say that about uh, at least 50% of the macrobiotic people are totally vegan, eating no animal products whatsoever. Now, what do you say to people who say, well, you know, eating grains, they turn into sugar, and they're not as good for you, and they lead to weight gain? What What do you say to that? Well, uh Number one, uh, grains have been the principal food of humanity really from uh, ancient times and prehistoric times. And there are a lot of medical studies now showing that actually human beings evolved, number one, when they first started uh, to eat grains in Africa, uh, millet, sorghum, rice, and others. And then number two, when they began to cook food, when the discovery of fire about two million years ago by Homo erectus. And so that was really a watershed 
uh, eating cooked grains that differentiated us from from the earlier uh, evolutionary life. And so uh, wild grains was the principal food for most of human existence, but then beginning with the Neolithic Revolution, you know, about 10, 20,000 years ago, then domesticated grains became the, the main food. So today I think people have a lot of trouble because a lot of the grains today are processed or highly refined. So you have white flour and white rice and others. And so these are very hard to digest in many cases, leading to gluten uh, intolerances and so forth. But I think so if you grains are eaten in them. whole form, uh, this leads to health and vitality. Yeah, you know, it's funny because sometimes I'll say to people, well, I don't eat pasta, and they're like, oh, are you allergic to wheat? And I'm like, no, but if you give me brown rice pasta or corn pasta or any pasta that's highly processed, I'm going to feel crummy. Uh, so it's really more about the processing of it. And I'll it's notice if I have... yeah. Right? And, and, yeah. and, of course, the the worst one today is, is the uh, hybrid varieties of wheat that have become standard in the baking industry. And those are mm. giving people the gluten problems. We found many people, really? when they go back to what we call, uh, you know, traditional types of uh, open-pollinated uh, grains, particularly the wheat and spelt and so forth, over time their gluten problems begin to clear up. Oh, that's really good to know. Because yeah. it does make a difference, I think, when you're having, it makes a huge you know. But yeah, it really all does. of our, I have to be our, a, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say at all of our educational events, conferences, and seminars, we always have gluten-free uh, meals uh, for people because it is a big problem in modern society, and we recognize that. And it does take time to go, you know, to strengthen your intestines to digest uh, some of the glutinous grains. It definitely does. You know, what I love about the book is you really talk about, you know, talk about five general types of cooking. You talk about uh, the methods of cooking and food preparation, uh, some of the different ingredients that you're using. So let's talk a little bit about the methods of cooking and food preparation, because this is Foodie Friday. So you talk about regular use, occasional use, and special occasions. Talk to us about these. Yeah, well, regular use means uh, food suitable for daily consumption, you know, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, day-to-day food for yourself or your family. Um, so that would be, again, like brown rice or millet or barley or, or most of the whole grains. It would be beans. It would be vegetables of many kinds, including leafy green vegetables, sweet and round vegetables like fall and winter season squash, like root vegetables, carrots and uh, radishes and so forth. Also then beans in many varieties. Uh, and then we... We do uh, emphasize a little bit of seaweed or sea vegetables uh, that gives a unique type of energy and, and also very nutritious. So those are like foods for daily use. And then yes. for occasional use, would be two or three times a week. So that would include, for example, uh, bread and baked products. Uh, these are whole grain products, but we don't eat them so much every day, but every second or third day also. Fruit, seeds, and nuts, uh, we tend to eat more on a, every every other day rather than on a daily basis. Uh, also, uh, fresh salads, and, and uh, um, we also eat on a more occasional basis, including some of the 
different types of vegetables that come into season. Um, and then for special occasions, that may be once a week or a couple times a month. You know, that would be like very uh, gourmet types of foods uh, or uh, special uh, types of, you know, heavenly types of desserts we wouldn't even eat on a weekly basis, those kinds of things. So it's just a kind of a common sense principle. Sure. Now, what about fat? I'm I'm a fan of healthy fats like avocados. Are you? Is there much of that, or not too much in macrobiotic cooking? Uh, no, we have. Uh, I would say you know healthy amount of, of fat in the diet that we get principally from uh, beans, seeds, nuts, uh, oils, and uh, we use uh, a wide variety of, of plant based oils particularly uh, sesame oil, light or dark. We use olive oil. We use safflower oil. Any of those oils, we, we try to avoid the, uh, the more saturated oils like coconut oil or palm oil. But uh, oil is certainly, uh, I'm, a, I'm a great fan of oils in, in all these forms. <laughs> so I think... Me uh, too. Yes, I think, you know, we try to, you know, it gives richness to the food, but also... You know, we need it for our basic metabolism and health. So I think most of the recipes in our book, I mean, they're not, not all of them use oil, but we certainly have a lot of uh, sautéed foods and stir-fries and, you know, very oil-rich rich foods. You know what I really love, too, is you have five essential elements. When properly cooked or prepared, microbiotic quality foods share five further qualities. They are fresh, tasty, and delicious, beautiful, balanced, and full of ki? Chi? What is ki? Key energy. Yeah, key energy is life energy, and that's kind of an mm. invisible currents of energy from what we call heaven or the you know, the universe as a whole, but also the Earth itself generates kind of energy through its rotation and spin. And that kind of energy is known in different cultures by, by a variety of names. In Japan, it was qi. In China, it's uh, qi. In India, it's oh, okay. prana. Um, so all around the world, it was recognized. It was kind of the invisible life energy uh, that gives the vitality to food and to, you know, all kinds of other things. So when we absorb that food or that energy through our environment, then we begin to radiate that kind of strong life energy. So is that where the title, The One Peaceful World Cookbook, comes from? Because you're looking at the connection between peace and energy and harmony and what well, you're putting yes, in your body? Well, in, in, in part, it, it does. The, the word key, actually, in the Far East is made up of the characters for uh, whole grains that are being cooked. It's the energy given off by the grain itself. So that was like, it's not the only form that key comes in, but it's certainly, again, on a daily basis, that's the main source of our life energy, it's our day-to-day food. But the other interesting thing is that in the Far East, the character, uh, the ideogram for peace is pronounced wa, W-A, and it's made up of, of two characters. The first one is a stylized grain, and the second one is a mouth. And the idea is that when you put grains into your mouth, you become peaceful. So that literally was the meaning of, of peace and harmony in the Far East. It was eating grains. 
Oh, that is so interesting. You know, before we jump into the recipes, I just want to thank our sponsor, uh, That's It Veggie Bars. They have made the wonderful That's It Fruit Bars. I don't know if you've seen those, but it's literally like, that's it. It's just fruit. These are bars that are made from beans. There's beans and carrots, beans and corn, beans and kale, uh, beans and peas. They're really, really delicious. They have a wonderful crunch, a nice light sweetness to them. And it's such a great snack. Four grams of protein, non-GMO, gluten-free and it's really, that's it. And that's what I love about it. You know, you're like, oh, what's in this bar? And you turn it over and there's like 500 ingredients. You turn this over, it's like beans and peas. You know? <laughs> so it's a, it's a really, really great snack. And we're just so happy to have them as a sponsor because I, I really want to talk about products that I use and believe in. And we have a lot of boxes of these in our home and they're really great go-to snacks. So I encourage everybody to check it out. If you go to that'sitfruit.com, that's it, fruit.com. You can click on veggie. And if you type in the code talk healthy, you can get 10% off. All right. Speaking of food, let's get back to your wonderful book, The One Peaceful World Cookbook. Let's jump in here. I made something in here that I thought was really, well, everything looks so good. I'm a huge, huge bean fan. Uh -huh. And uh, you have a, uh, a refried pinto beans. And I had never made refried beans before. And these are really tasty, but it, it was a little bit different. I really liked it. Talk to us about this recipe. Uh, well, let me, uh, right here with my cookbook, <laughs> I have to look it up. Uh, oh, no, that's okay. It's page 130. <laughs> it's page 130. Yeah. Yes, well, I love Mexican. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my co-author, actually, Sachi Kato, uh, was the one who actually did most of the recipes for the book. I provided most of the, you know, the nutritional oh, and the dietary information. Sure. But Sachi uh, actually was born in Japan, and then she moved to L.A. for about 15 years, where she was based. And, you know, kind of Southwest cooking influenced her greatly. So mm. pinto beans and, of course, uh, maize and uh, squash, what they call the three sisters. She uses a lot in her cooking. So the pinto yeah, beans those were some of my favorites. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a you know it's a very uh, uh, satisfying and delicious way to reuse uh, you know traditional pinto beans. You add a little bit of onion. We <laughs> often cook beans with with a small piece of kombu, which is a, a dark uh, green sea vegetable, and that helps to make the beans more digestible so that people who have problems like with gas with beans, they find when they use kombu that that almost always eliminates that problem. So that's why we use You kombu. know, it's so funny because I was about to ask you about kombu. Now, is that where would you find that? Well, of course, you can harvest it yourself, but practically speaking, yeah. you can get it packaged <laughs> you know, in natural food stores all around the country. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so it's a, it comes in a package then, so it's, it's not like a fresh in a, vegetable. It's in a package, yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know, because that way you can definitely find it. Yeah, I mean, there are so many delicious-looking recipes in here, and I still have a lot more cooking to do. I love roasted vegetables, especially in the fall coming. I mean, you've got some great, great ones. There's burdock in here. There's carrots, winter squash, cauliflower, onion or fennel, uh, olive oil, black pepper, fresh herbs. It's really yummy. Yeah, Nosachi was a fantastic cook, and uh, yeah, so we used to give some classes, and again, I was the one who kind of introduced the, the subject and talked all about, you know, the health and uh, 
uh, nutritional aspects, and she she was actually did most of the cooking. I do a little bit of, of cooking classes <laughs> myself, but she's she's really the master at that. Now, did you have any recipes that you really loved that she made that you tried that stick out in your mind? Uh, well, uh, I like soups a lot, and mm. uh, yeah. Me too. Some of the soups are absolutely delicious. Like there's a creamy uh, kabocha soup, which is you know coming into season right now with squashes. Oh. And so this is a very rich, uh, creamy soup and satisfies you know a sweet taste. Everybody loves this. You can make it not only with the kabocha squash, but buttercup or uh, butternut squash, in which you make large. Oh, I love butternut. Yeah, and then you add a little bit of sesame oil and onion and. Anyway, it's extraordinarily delicious soup. Uh, also, I think we have what a, a carrot ginger soup in the book, which also is mm. very warming and uh, you know very nice at this time of the year when it's beginning to cool off. Corn chowder, of course, is, is everybody's favorite, and um, uh, corn. Of course, we're, we're kind of at the end of the corn season now, but you still get good corn with. And this soup has. Uh, variety of vegetables, including onion, celery, carrots, and cabbage added to it, and then it's seasoned with a little bit of miso. And uh, we use miso not only for miso soup in the morning, usually, but also for a variety of seasonings and dressing. So this is very delicious, particularly the white miso is the sweetest of all of the misos. Oh, and I'm assuming you can get that at any health food store, too? Pretty much, yeah, I would say, I think you can get almost all of these at whole food stores around the country, and then other, um, you know, more more individual local types of stores often will carry as well. Yeah, these uh, arepas, pan-fried corn masa cakes, holy cow, those look really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fantastic, so yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. In fact, that might be my recipe. <laughs> I had a few recipes. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, but Arepa, it's uh, well, it, that was from Venezuela. In fact, I had some friends years ago who told, showed me how to make that. They're from Venezuela. I guess it's one of the national dishes there. Yeah. But it's basically corn balls and made a masa, which is the whole corn dough, you know, which is very different mm. again from the kind of processed uh, tortillas and you know types of things that you find today in most Mexican restaurants. You know, another one that I want to make is a mushroom and leek risotto. You know, risotto is so often heavy and dairy-based, uh-huh. but this isn't. And it's got leeks in it. Oh, my goodness, I love leeks. Oh, yeah, leeks are, are wonderful and uh, very nice. In fact, when I was in England, you know, they, that's in Wales, they use leeks a lot over there. Yeah, so. You know, I'm curious, Alex, what do you think about the whole raw food movement? Because... All this stuff is cooked, and I, I'm, I like yeah. my vegetables cooked. I like my vegetables yeah. raw, but I don't think you have to eat all raw vegetables. So no, not at all. Where I, do you stand, I, on, obviously? I mean, our, our view, namely, is basically is that, that the traditional human diet is predominantly cooked with a, you know, a, a small amount of the food is raw. So we use raw foods, you know, maybe 10 to 20%. Um, but I think if you take a, a long view of, of modern uh, nutrition, you see that today, that because most people have been have grown up on a heavy animal food based diet, so that that kind of uh, food creates a very hot, 
kind of uh, over warm condition in the body so that people then are naturally attracted to cold or cool foods, raw foods, to cool off. So we find that people who tend to go into a raw foods diet, they're coming off a heavy animal food diet. So for them, uh, you know, a lot of raw vegetables, fruits, salads, smoothies, all those kind of things are actually helping them to balance from their previous intake. And then over time, in my experience, they tend to move back more toward cooked food after a year or two. Oh, okay. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, because I, I was looking at your book and saying, yeah, this is cooked vegetables, and I like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. trust me, I yeah. eat a huge salad every day, but I think it is nice to uh, to have the cooked food as well. Well, before we end today, Alex, was there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, well, I think that right now in society, we're experiencing a, a huge, what I call, nutritional axis shift from the animal-based to a plant-based diet. And this is going to have many benefits for society in terms of personal health, uh, in terms of reducing chronic disease and obesity and all the things that are plaguing people today. But also it's going to uh, benefit our climate and environment. And uh, in fact, the modern diet is one of the main causes of global warming and climate change. So as we move in this direction, uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic that we will uh, create a more healthy, peaceful society uh, and, uh, and world itself, and that uh, the future is very bright. Oh, that's wonderful, Alex. So the book is The One Peaceful World Cookbook, Contemporary Whole Food Cooking and Natural Remedies, Over 150 Vegan Macrobiotic Recipes for Vibrant Health and Happiness. How do we find more about you and the book on social media? Uh Okay, we have a couple uh, websites that are promoting our programs and activities. Uh, first one is macroboticsummerconference.com. <laughs> and we just finished our, our uh, annual summer conference. And we had a lot of people. And in fact, we had a gallon, which we honored, on Dr. Neil Bernard. Uh, oh, yes. Familiar. One of the uh, leading uh, plant-based researchers, and we gave him our annual Peace Prize. Uh, and that conference is held uh, every August for a week. So more information, again, macroboticsummerconference.com. And then throughout the year, once a month, we do uh, wellness retreats, and there's information on that at macroboticwellnessretreat.com. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy Today. You can check us out on social media, on Snapchat and Twitter at Talk Healthy, the number two day. You can check us out on Facebook, Talk Healthy Today podcast. I'm so glad you're listening. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review. We always love feedback here. And be sure to check out that'sitfruit.com. Check out their veggie bars. They are really, really yummy. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and stay well.